Tip Hop with DJ Mad Max. We have Richmond, Virginia's own joining me here on the show here tonight. Jazz and hip hop group. It goes by the name of Butcher Brown. Butcher Brown, what's going on? Welcome to the show, Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. We have a brand new album out right now. Butcher Brown presents Triple Trey. How are you guys feeling about it? Feeling great. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. You guys go great. currently doing some tours for it or you're prepping for it right now? There's a couple of things being worked worked out, worked on, like end of the year, beginning next year stuff. So uh don't want to snitch. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we'll definitely be some shows. So how are you guys receiving gotta, all the feedback right now? What was the most important thing that you received from maybe someone that you were surprised out there, one of your fans or even one of the big icons in the world? Because I know you've worked with acts such as Rap City out there. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like people, people I talk to are just... Everybody's just kind of like it's cool to see y'all, you know, still pushing the boundary. As, I mean, it's like this type of thing is more of a concept record, but it's like it's it's totally like also within the realm of like where we're at. So it's uh, I don't know, it's cool. It, it seems like the general consensus is like people are just uh, just hyped to see us doing new stuff too, while still keeping the vibe there. Now I know the first studio album because some of you joined the group around like the 2016, 2017. So King Butch is considered the first real studio album with the group as a whole. Do you guys consider this an album because there's so many differences on here and you have so many different homages to even Biggie on here with the song Unbelievable. Would you consider this a studio album? Yeah. Definitely. Very much studio, so. studio album that like kind of came I don't know. It came. It was. It was from live shows, but it turned into a studio project. I know that that when we go back and we look at your history, you guys originally wanted to go into the studio and make the best record as possible, and then differentiate from doing your live shows. So, talk to me how you guys approach going into the studio when making a record versus when you go out on that stage and perform as a collective. It's funny sometimes because we're like. We write these certain songs and it depends on like where the sort of certain song is in the process. Like, you know, sometimes we'll show up to a recording session with a specific song in mind and we'll put that down. And eventually, you know, going on the road, we start developing, developing different versions of the song, like night by night. So basically what ends up happening is that it kind of morphs into something that's brand new. So we end up having to like record an up-to-date version of it anyway. So I mean, like, I feel like just kind of like the, just taking the live energy, just kind of just like using the songs as like trial and error, just kind of see which ones go over well with the crowd and which ones like you know just kind of like which which different feels or how can we like mess with the songs as, as far as like doing like a live remix kind of thing, just kind of like you know switching it up a little bit. And Andrew just joined the group right now. Welcome to the What's show. Happening? What's happening? What's happening? We're Yo, just tapping into me. the album. Of course, we're just tapping into the album right now. But I want to get into the, the roots of this group right now because you guys all met in high school and even in college out there. I was reading online in Richmond. So talk to me when you guys first met. So I got it. I got it, yeah. Uh, it's, you know, long story short, um, you know, Richmond was kind of the you know, the common ground where we all came together, right? Um, VCU, which is Virginia Commonwealth University, um, is the is the big school in Richmond. And um, historically, they've always had a good music program. Um, and so throughout that, um, I met DJ when I was 15 at VCU Jazz Day, which was a program for high school students. He was a senior, 
I was a freshman. He played drums. I also played drums, and we were in two different ensembles. Had no idea he played keys. Um, I met Tennis Shoe around that same time. He was a student at VCU, um, and at the time, he was just playing trumpet. And so, like, you know, Andrew came along, um, and I met him through DJ um, because he was like, yo, there's this new sick bass player that just started at VCU. You're going to dig him. He's got a Fender P bass. He just got yep. this P bass. And I was like, oh, word. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Let's get yep. it. So, that's how it um, <laughs> um, Morgan came along a little later. Um, but, you know, what was funny is his older sister actually went to VCU as well. So, like, everybody kind of knew him. Um, and heard about like, oh yeah, he has a she has a little brother that's playing this, that, and the third. So um anyway, just playing in different musician musical situations, you know, that weren't Butcher Brown, like that were pre-Butcher. Um, you know, we we just kind of found like your musical soulmate through all of that. And like cats that, you know, you bond with and you listen to the same music, you hang out and just kick it and listen to music and play music. And um, yeah, it was like a special kinship that I think formed from that. And, you know, I think, you know, at a certain point when you see something that's good, you want to try to see if you can take it up, you know, to another level. And, you know, we decided to start our band. You guys remember your first live show together because you performed all over the world, even with the Blue Note Jazz Cafe out in New York, which is a legendary club spot. What was the first butcher head? <laughs> I think Man. the first thing we did is this iteration was with Pat Shahabian in Brooklyn. Yeah, that was the first one when we had Morgan and Marcus. Oof. Me, Corey, and Devon. Yeah. yeah. It was a live stream from a brownstone in New York. What was that, 2016 or 2015? Top of 2017. 2017, damn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh that was a crazy trip. But that was fun. It was nice. It was like, okay, this is <laughs> This is the new shit, but we we had played before that with uh, with a different guitar player for a while, and uh, you know Keith Askey, yeah, was in the band before Morgan. Shout out to Keith, and uh, I think Chris Smith was in the band before me. And there were some butcher shows that predated even me being in the band. Mm -hmm. um, maybe so, like Balasa, <laughs> West Coast tour. Yeah, we did like a. I mean, this is going way back, and this is when we just were like, we need a band name, so we were like Butcher Brown. And we did yeah. like a West Coast tour, summer 2012. And it was a bass player named Chris Smith. He was playing with us. And then Keith Askey was on guitar. That was so early, man. And we just did like this tour of like five shows. We played San Francisco, probably Oakland, then Santa Monica, and then LA. And um, <laughs> actually, oh, we played in Redding, California, too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just. It was, it's a lot of different iterations of this group, man. It's crazy. Like early on, you know, we were just young, just trying to figure it out and just recording a bunch of music at DJ's crib, um, which was uh, Jesse Jackson Studios. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, we've just kind of just been along for the ride. You know, we never, I haven't never seen it. I've never, it's just like, yo, homies, get. Oh. Oh yeah, it kind of froze up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh snap! Yeah, finish finish what you were saying. It, it cut off like the last yeah, couple along, seconds. Along for the ride and something else. Oh yeah, so, I mean you know we just been. I mean I feel like we're just kind of along for the ride, and um, we just homies that want to play music, you know, and we take it seriously. Absolutely, and then just reading about the people that you've influenced online, and just how you're bringing back this surge and taking 
all your influences and putting it into this one group here. Now, how do you feel about the youth? Do you, do you have a big youth following at your shows? Because that's the main thing out here because you're bringing back something that we haven't heard in a while. So how is the youth following at your shows? It's pretty good. Um, definitely has a nice mix of college students just because it's a lot of instruments and like the type of music. But I feel like it's also dips into like the 20s crowd um, just because there's a level of like... Uh, there's a level of youthfulness, but it also kind of looks back at music that a lot of those people may or may not have grown up on. So we we we're fortunate in that way. It's like we really stretch into like the twenties and the thirties a lot of times with this with the audience. So it's cool. Mothership Mondays was another way that you could reach out to the youth as well because you were covering and just on this album, if you look at Unbelievable by Biggie Smalls, you were taking tracks that you guys grew up listening to and recreating them and making them into covers. Now, which cover do you think really sets you apart in which people are like, no, this is different. And if, if you get into one in particular and maybe perhaps even an artist got a hold of that created the original one, reached out to you and would perhaps be interested in doing a remake or a remix. I don't know that we had anybody. I don't know that we had anybody being like, oh, you guys covered my song. This is cool. Um, but, you know, we definitely, I think... <laughs> I think a few of the covers that we did, we we had some love, you know, from the from the OG like Plunky. Um, I got to shout out Plunky. That's what I was gonna say is Plunky from Richmond. Then Patrice um, Russian too. Patrice Russian, yeah, uh, showing yeah. love with Alex Eisler. That's about it. Yeah, we had some, we had some. And then Tom Brown, Tom Brown, <laughs> Sean, yeah. Sean Madlove. Tom, Tom, Tom Brown, Sean Madlove. We got static. Sean Madlove. Yeah, shout out to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah, I don't know. Cool, uh, it was static. It was a little beef, but it was out of love. It was out of love. Was it? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It, was, it came from a place of love. <laughs> How did you experience doing a tiny desk? Ooh, that a was tiny cool. desk. Fun, bro. We had to we had to pull some strings to make that happen. But it was uh, yeah, that was my that was my fault. I almost ruined it. <laughs> what happened? We can get into it. We got we got a little bit more time. I actually, um, I got uh, COVID-19 when we were supposed oh, to uh, record Tiny Desk. So <laughs> we were supposed to go to this really hip, like, cabin in the woods, and it was going to be really intimate and great. But um, we pivoted, man, and, and we, we hit the rooftop uh, at one of our favorite clubs in Richmond, Virginia, the Hoffheimer building. And, and I think it turned out great. The thing about the at-home ones is, like, you kind of have a lot more creativity. Or, like, you have, like, I mean, you can you could do a lot more. So it was uh, it's cool, like, Joey and uh, Tony um wait tony yeah. tony yeah 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 um they uh like just the color grading and like the look of the whole video is like it's just different like i mean so it was it was really cool to be able to experiment with with the backdrop and have zach our our engineer like you know mix it and do everything too like it was it uh it was cool it's a blessing in disguise like we all want to get in there and do the actual tiny desk like in the office but it was like we could really, we really got creative and like kind of got to do our thing, like with it being at home. So I was super hyped about that. And the reception was well on that. I checked out all the comments and everything. So you guys definitely did your thing there. I want to get into the Concord. So tell me about when you guys signed with Concord. That was fun. That was a, that was a party at the offices for sure. Shout out Chris, shout out Heidi. Um, That was cool meeting the team and kind of seeing uh, what, you know, what was in store. We actually ran into a couple people that was in the building. Corey Henry was there. We talked to him for a little bit. And then um Blasper was there for a second, I think. Yeah, that's right. 
So that was that was an experience, just going out west, meeting Tom, the savvy head of recording music over there, just talking to the people and getting integrated into the system was really cool. And then, you know, we've been coming up with cool ideas ever since. So it's been a decent relationship so far. Yeah, and important coverages as well for Little oh, Richard's Rip It Up, I heard was selected as the Monday Night Football theme back in September in 2020. Yes, sir. Yeah, that was, that was great. I'm not sure if they do it this year, but they did play it again last year. Yeah, they did. So we got two seasons out of it, which was cool. Yeah. Have they reached out to you at all? I would love to see them perhaps bring you out to one of the Monday Night Footballs and do something either at a halftime or some sort of part of the one of the games. Yeah, that would be amazing, but we haven't heard from them. Bro, <laughs> speak into existence, bro. That would yeah. Be, that would be amazing. Shout out to ESPN we for getting us on that. Shout at ESPN. That now we're going to get into a little sports talk here because we're branched off with the NFL here. So who are your teams being from Virginia? I'm an Eagles fan and we undefeated right now. <laughs> big, big. <laughs> five um, and all. Five and all, man. You know what I'm saying? I grew up, I grew up an Eagles fan, but I don't really, I don't really watch sports like that. But Eagles is kind of the default. My, my people been Eagles fans since like, since forever. <laughs> well, you're doing pretty well right now, five and all, so you're undefeated. Boom. I was growing up, it was always like Ravens and uh well now the commanders. Yeah, they changed uh, their name. Mm-hmm. I'd probably go with the Ravens because now I, I wonder if there's certain people that grew up a fan of the Washington Redskins that because of the name change that they left, because I know some people are just diehards. They're like, oh, you changed the name. I'm going to go root for another team. But there's people that stuck with them. Yeah. 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 I mean, Lamar Jackson's cold. I will say that's a bad dude. He is. <laughs> I mean, he can run all over the field on you. Yeah. And yeah, like, the, yeah, go ahead. My bad. I was going to say, like, the, uh, the commander's training facility is here in Richmond. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. Back over there. Yeah, nah, I mean, being from Virginia, like, when Michael Vick came to the Eagles, like, I was just extra hype. And, that was uh, a terror, bro. Yeah, bro, it was so crazy. And, like, I mean, yeah, just, I mean, you know, Virginia, Michael Vick, Allen Iverson, like, that whole, like, just crazy, crazy, like, people that were, like, Seven, five. video games. Like, they were, like, literally cheat codes. <laughs> it was just, like, yeah, so um, I always gravitated towards, like, running quarterbacks. Like, Hurts can move around, like, like, <laughs> You know Lamar Jackson and all the. It's. I mean, it's a lot of them in the league now. It seemed like it's actually kind of, kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean because yeah, of the but yeah, because of the original connection, I was I was watching Russell Wilson with the Broncos. Keyword there's keyword there's was watching. Ooh, was watching. <laughs> yeah, they're flopping this year. Oh no, it out, man! I really hope so. Because I. I <laughs> <laughs> How about Geno Smith taking over for Seattle out there? Man, he was balling yesterday. Like, yeah. yeah, they may have made up. I mean, Seattle, <laughs> they caught a W. Mm. I don't know what they're doing, man. <laughs> oh, oh. He hasn't adjusted to the altitude. <laughs> he hasn't. But we got the sports down here. You guys are Sixer fans. Eagle fans, Ravens, we got some things mixed in here, commanders, of course, but when when I read about you online, I know people often describe you as breaking down, deconstructing the big band, the big jazz band, big band jazz, and the solar music. So describe to me what that process is and what is the definition of solar music when it comes from Butcher Brown. Everything under the sun. 
for everything. It's for everyone under the sun. Yeah, it it gets hard to like answer because people are like, "What kind of music y'all do?" And it's like, "Well, you do a mix of everything." So yeah, it's complex so it's like solar music. It's everything. I mean, <laughs> this know? band kind of sees sounds. Like I see a lot of sounds. Like anytime I hear something, I see a sound, and like you know, I always tennis you and I always joke about like the orange sky. That's like the inspiration. Yeah, the, the solar music is it's definitely like, you know, thinking about the way music is presented to people in general today. It's a lot of playlists, a lot of like mixes presented by like Obama got the mix that he put up. Jay got the mixes that, you know what I'm saying? It's always a big mix of songs, always a big like pot of stuff. But me personally, that's how I grew up listening to music. Like all of my record collections have a bunch of different artists and just hanging out with these cats, that seems to be the thing across the board. And so like we really tap into those sounds when we play and record. And so that's kind of where solo music came from. Andy said it in an interview and I just kind of felt like it was like, that shit describes it exactly. That's it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's just, it's that old thing. What kind of music do you like? Well, I like good music. You know what I mean? That's that's where it comes from. Our first album was all purpose music. It's it's all coming from the same place. It's just, you know, we're we're music lovers. We're lovers of good music. I, I like to think that we can all appreciate many musics from many different genres. You know what I mean? So it's it's hard when the stewardess on the plane is asking me, "What kind of music do y'all play?" <laughs> so we just had to come up yeah. with something to say. And it's true. It's solar. It's very solar. Make them ask more questions, but yeah, it is. You gonna play us a tune? You gonna play us something? What's your favorite song? Is that a guitar? Always, every flight. I started beating them to it. I started saying, Yeah, yo, what's up? I'm in a band. I'm gonna play you a tune. (laughs) Just as soon as you get on the plane, what's up? I'm in a band and I'm gonna play you a song. Nice. Upgrade me to first class. Yeah, put me in first class. Bring me some champagne. I'll play whatever you want. What genre of music do you feel as though you guys are still trying to master at your craft? That's hard, man. It's hard. I I can't say I often think in genre. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Bluegrass. Mm. Got a ways to go. (laughs) Yes. Never do enough bluegrass. Now, when we look at back at this album at the years to come, what do you want people to say about Triple Trey when we look back on it years later here? Because this is definitely an album that we haven't heard in years. And you guys have been doing this for years since the debuts back in 2013, 2014. You guys have been really putting it on for jazz and hip hop. And like we just the dove into before with solar music. So what do you want people to say when they look back on Triple Trey and how we view it? I mean, I feel like just not to worry about trying to be, you know, trying to work within the confines. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a big band record, like, and the arrangements are crazy, but Mark is spitting crazy on top of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Those don't those don't go together in jazz school or whatever the fuck. Like, you know, so it's just kind of like that's I think just like do what you want. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to you don't really have to follow rules. That's the whole thing about improv and jazz anyways. It's like, you know are no rules you feel me so right i mean to me i think it's like a bigger point in the sense of just having like this is just one one extension of the bands as far as like <clears throat> like everyone in the band has like a different set of skill sets and like i feel like triple trade is just one album where 
we've utilized a certain set of skill sets with Andrew's, you know, arrangements for the big band and Marcus's compositions and just kind of just seeing what great lengths that like the band can do. It's just like only like, a, I feel like it's just like a small chapter, like a small glimpse of like what the band's actually capable of. And I feel like that's a good thing because depending on who's listening, they might know what's to play a certain kind of genre or a certain style. And then just to be able to like see everything kind of cross pollinate, I think it's good to show the people how versatile we are within that. Now, in bringing you on the show, because I have a you following, and if people aren't tapped in with Butcher Brown, people can go listen to the music. But if you were to describe Butcher Brown's sound, if you could take one jazz and one hip hop album that are classics, and if you put them together that made Butcher Brown, what would those two albums be? Oh, wow. Ooh. Man, you got the you got some good questions, man. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Only two? One jazz album, one hip hop album? If you want to name more, that's fine. I would say the uh the real McCoy mixed with the first clips album. Mm. Mm. All right. Plus, not the not all, the first clips out. The first joint that was produced by Pharrell, like the more the first joint. Lord, your oh yeah, oh I got Lord, you. Was it Lord Willie? Lord Willie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey. We, I mean, I just think about all the music that we play in the car, bro. Like you know, we, I mean, I was in middle school during the two thousands, so like you know, G Unit was huge. <laughs> you know what I mean? Going back to gangster rap, and then like going into high school, like everybody was trying to be hard, Dipset. You know, you had the locks. Uh, and then on the flip, you know, <laughs> R&B, you had, I mean, Usher, uh, Mariah Carey was huge. Um, Tweet, I mean, you can go on and on, but the Neptunes are really crushing it. So for me, pretty much like all the NERD stuff during that time was just so ahead. And then I guess mixed with Wayne Shorter, <laughs> Lil Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think John I would say Coltrane. Lil Wayne, John Coltrane. I think I would say, I would say maybe a couple like more on the jazzy side or like the fusion side would be Weather Report, Heavy Weather, and Herbie Hancock mm-hmm. Thrust. If that's not too on the nose with like what we do, but mixed with maybe like Slum Village, Fantastic, like that kind of sound. That's a couple, couple right, influences of mine. Yeah, what are you gonna add, Corey? Jay Z Unplug. Oh, there you go. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Big definitely. One sure. Big one. You guys definitely give me a Slum Village vibe. I was saying that earlier when I was diving into Triple Tray. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Stankoni, Outcast. Oh, like, yeah. Yes. I mean, Southern Outcast playlistic. is like my favorite. Southern playlist my favorite. for sure. Yeah, all time. The name well, Butcher so, Brown right. comes from Ready to Rumble too. Are we going to get some new apparel here from you guys? Yes, yes, yes. Always, we're always coming up with new merch designs, and you know, just we're trying to trying to come up with cool stuff to have at our shows that is going to catch people's eyes and 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 make people excited to wear our stuff, not just because it has our name on it, but because it's just some fly shit, you know. I hope that if they make another Ready to Rumble, we can make some music for it. Yeah, there will be, it'll be characters in it. Bro, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. I'm about to say it. I want to play as tennis shoe. I want to box as tennis shoe in the game. <laughs> Marcus <laughs> got some moves. Better. I see Marcus with the moves, yo. You guys should see that shit. I just Marcus want rap music playing while you fight 
the, the last boss. Like the, yeah, I just want rap music playing. I used to yeah. love that game. That's a great uh, game. Yep. Mike Alex Isley, watch out. Rap City. These are artists that you've collaborated with. Who's an artist that you would think would be a perfect to do a live album with? Tyler the Creator. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's a great answer, Corey. Shaka Khan. Mm. Yeah, Shaka wow. Amazing. Shaka sounds crazy. Amazing. Crazy. <laughs> like crazy. We saw her live in Napa <laughs> and it was like, oh my goodness. Crazy in the world. Um yeah. Anderson. Anderson Pack. Anderson Pack. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, hopefully all of it happens and all of them. Well, not Shaka. I mean, well, maybe, but definitely Anderson and Tyler have shown love. Um, trying to do an unplug set with Snoop. Yeah. That would be great. I think that would be J-I-D. great. J-I-D. J-I-D. Oh, yeah. That dude is insane. For this Biggie song of Unbelievable that you covered on Triple Trey, what was it about Unbelievable that you guys wanted to take this one and do it on your album? And did it come out of the Mothership Mondays? I think that we actually did a video for Unbelievable, which was just a cover that predates Mothership Monday. It was like mm-hmm. earlier than us really branding that as Mothership Monday. Yeah. Um, and uh, I got to say, to be quite honest, uh, the, the reason why I threw it into the pot was fan interest. The people mm-hmm. wanted to hear it. People heard that we were going to be playing with a big band and I, they just wanted to hear that one. So we did that one. So all you fans out there, show the interest. <laughs> You're Make welcome. the request. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> Submit your request. Put it. Put a little sheet might of paper do in a suggestion we box. Might. You might just do it. Might we might not. Yeah, I mean that record. That <laughs> record is like that record is special. Like that record kind of shows you like what Big could do. Definitely. Like that was that record, and it's like you listen to it. It's three verses. It's a premiere beat. That's all you need. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. exactly right. One of the classics, "Ready to Die." Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, sir. And we got a classic coming from you right now, Triple Trey. Go check that out on all platforms. I want to thank you guys for coming on the show here tonight. Is there anything else you want to let your fans know? Anything upcoming? That what else is left on the docket for you guys for 2022? Man, make sure y'all check us out at Elsewhere on December 11th with the great Nate Smith, VA Stand Up. Yes, Brooklyn, New York. Yes, yes. And then we'll be putting out music, putting out content. You know, we we got some other stuff brewing. Um, and then top of the year, 2023, we'll be playing with the Richmond Symphony. So we got a couple wild things to look forward to. And they can follow you on Instagram and Twitter at Butcher Brown. Make sure they can follow you there as well. Yes, Sir. yes. Cheers. Yes. ButcherBrown.com. Go check out the website. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, guys. I want to thank you again for coming on the show, man. I enjoyed talking with all of you. Congratulations on all your success this far. And keep doing great things for music because there's not too many people out there doing what you're doing. You're one of the only ones. Appreciate, Appreciate you, man. Thank you, man. Hey, man. Thank you for having us. We'll of course, man. Anytime, man. And shout out to your management as well for setting us up. Yeah. Regime, baby. Regime is a baby. Peace yeah. out, guys. Yeah. Peace, bro. <laughs> thank you, bro. Anytime, man.